In this episode of Locked On Capitals, I talk about Alex Ovechkin and how him being the all-time goal scorer is important to him, but it's not the most important thing. We'll talk about that in the show. Then we'll talk about Connor McMichael and the battle for center. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, that is what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about Alex Ovechkin chasing down the goal scoring lead, but how that's not the most important thing to him. Then we'll talk about the battle for center. But just to get it going off, some news around the Washington Capitals as you know, it was the first preseason game on Sunday. And already as I record this, they are making cuts, and you know that was to be expected. Um, I think that ultimately was just to kind of give those guys a taste of what it's like to play out there, and then just to kind of you know shuffle them back to where they came from um, for the most part. So let's go over some of the players uh, that have been cut from the first round. Uh, Tarek Elbashir writes, the Caps have made their first round of camp reassignments, sending the kids back to junior Drew Krebs, Jake Karabala, Simon Motu, Ryan Hoffer, Alex Sudalev, and Hakan Hanalt will be sent back to their respective teams. And, uh, you know, it was a good opportunity for these guys to get some real-time experience with NHLers, uh, the Washington Capitals. Now, will all of these players one day make the big club? No, that's not what I'm saying, but it was a good opportunity uh, for these guys to kind of cut their teeth and just to kind of get a taste of what it's like to play with the likes of some of the bigger players. And I understand that it was sparsely populated with actual NHL players, but there was Anthony Mantha and there was uh, Connor Sheary, etc. So they did get an opportunity to play with some of the bigger players out there. And uh, we are happy uh, that they were able to uh, make their contributions to the team. And I hope for nothing but bigger and better things. All right, so just in this part of the segment here, we're going to talk about Alex Ovechkin. And, uh, you know, you would assume when he is chasing down Wayne Gretzky, the great one, the greatest goal scorer of all time, you would assume that that is of paramount importance. But in an article today, he wrote that, you know, that is important to me, but it is not the most important. Uh, what he was saying is that at in this point of his career and at this age, it's more about accomplishments, team accomplishments, that is. And uh, what he would like more than anything is to see another Stanley Cup run by this Caps team before he retires. You know, ideally a couple Cup runs before he retires, but he would like to get 
um, another uh, cap, a, a Stanley Cup uh, before he does retire. And I think that that shows, you know, kind of his unselfish nature. Uh, this was an article in NHL.com. They were talking about it that said Alex Ovechkin began his 18th NHL training camp Thursday, not focused on the 21 goals he needs to score to catch Gordy Howe for his second in NHL history, but thinking more about the number of chances he has left to win the Stanley Cup again with the Washington Capitals. I'm at the age that personal goals are nice, but he understands every year uh, that you get closer to the end of your career, the 37-year-old forward said, so I just want to win. I want to be in the playoffs and fight for the Cup. And, um, you know, he did get that opportunity. As we know, he won the Stanley Cup in 2018. But, you know, I think that it is a bit of an unrequited love that he has for the Stanley Cup and him wanting to achieve that goal once again. He got the taste of winning the Stanley Cup, and he wants to do it again. And it's going to be a tall task for him as this team is in a bit of transition. You know, you do have some positive additions to the team. You signed Stanley Cup winner Darcy Kemper. You went out and signed Chuck Lindgren as a, a good backup. We all know that there was inconsistency this last season. So for them to go out and solidify that position was a big thing. And then there were problems. The problems were in Tom Wilson getting injured. He plays such a huge role, top line minutes. So what did the Capitals do? They went out and addressed that situation by signing Connor Brown, ostensibly to fill that top-line right-wing role. Um, but there are some other players out there that are going to fight for that. Like I've talked with different people. You'll probably see TJ Oshie cycle through there. You might see Connor Sheary cycle through there. But on paper, as of this moment right now, Connor Brown is going to fill that role. Then you have Dylan Strom, second-line center. So this team is gelling together to help Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals achieve their biggest goal is to win another Stanley Cup. They did it in 2018 and have not made it past the first round since then. So like I said, it is a lofty goal, but I do think it is attainable. Most of the talking heads and the pundits out there have already written off this Washington Capitals team as being too old. And they are an older team, but there are a lot of older teams. The Bruins, the Penguins, the Islanders, all old teams out there that are chasing that ultimate goal of hoisting the Stanley Cup over their heads. And I do think that the Capitals do have what it takes in-house to do that. Now, if the Capitals would have gone into this season with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, I may have questioned that a little bit. If Brian McClellan did not go out and address the situations with Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom and their injuries and who their replacements are, I would have doubted that. But what Brian McClellan did, in effect, was go out there and solidify every position of need, you know, putting the Capitals in a really good position to win another cup. I do think it's possible. I do think it is going to be you know, a tough road ahead, but, you know, I do think it is possible. So the Capitals have qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs for eight straight seasons in 14 of the past 15, but haven't won a postseason series since winning the Stanley Cup in 2018. Washington lost to the Florida Panthers in six games in the Eastern Conference first round last season, ending a history-making campaign when Ovechkin tied the NHL record with his ninth 50-goal season and moved ahead of Marcel Dion and Brett Hall and Yamir Yager to climb from seventh to third third on the league goals list with 780 behind Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe at 801. So, you know, he does have that in, in insight. He does want to pass Gordie Howe. And unless there is some sort of major injury with Alex Ovechkin, I do think that that is an attainable goal. There is no doubt. 
But that's, you know, I think that when he made that comment, of course he wants to achieve that goal, but he doesn't want to be reminded every time there's a post-game presser, hey, Alex, when do you think you're going to catch Gordy Howe? When are you going to do it? So to kind of shift that spotlight away from him and kind of broaden the lens out a little bit and say, hey, I'm only one piece of this team and my above all end all is to win another Stanley Cup. So I think it is a bit of posturing on his part, but I do think that, you know, he does want to win another cup and it's not just all about individual goals like he talked about. So while pursuing how with significant storyline for Ovechkin this season, it's understandable that his mind is on other things. That begins with helping the Capitals get off to a good start to the regular season with forward Nick Backstrom and indefinitely out and forward Tom Wilson sidelined until at least December. And we talked about that already. Brian McClellan went out there and solidified those positions. The most important thing is everyone has to be healthy and we have to make the playoffs, Ovechkin said. The first 20 games is very important, so you have to earn points. So if you're going to have some ups and downs during the season, you still have to get those points. You don't want to play only six months. You want to play eight months and play for the cup. And uh, you know what he's saying there is you don't want to get off to a bad start. You don't want to start off, you know, with a rough start to the season and be at the bottom. Then you're uh, constantly trying to climb that standings ladder the entire season. So if you can start the season by playing, you know, near the top or on the top, that is beneficial. Ovechkin played a big role in the Capitals going 17-5-6 while Baxter missed the first 28 games last season because of his hip. He had 44 points during that span on his way to finishing with 90 points, his most since he had 109 in the 09-10 season. So don't say that Alex Ovechkin is getting older. You know, the gray hair is starting to get thicker and thicker on his head as, you know, he is looking a bit older. But don't tell him, I understand that father time is coming for us all. But, you know, there are certain uh, people out there that seem to defy that. Uh, Although Alex Ovechkin is a year older, Washington will need similar production from him this season. I wouldn't bet against him, General Manager Brian McClellan said. I think he has a strong will, and I think he knows what he needs to do and accomplish it. And usually, when he's in that mood, he accomplishes what he wants to get done. And his track record speaks for himself. You know, it's not like it's this rookie kind of, you know, pointing out his home run. This is a legitimate person making a comment here. After spending the summer in his native Russia working with his personal trainer, Ovechkin reported for training camp in prime condition to make a run at the 10th 50-goal season, which would break the NHL record he shares with Gretzky and Mike Bossy. He looks great, Coach Peter Laviolette said. You wouldn't know the difference from when I got here and the way he looks now. The skate test today, he knocks it out of the park and comes into camp in great shape. Watching the way he started last year, he was on fire. That is just a credit to him and the way he trains and what he puts in and how much that means to him. Ovechkin said he uh, tinkered with, in the offseason with training program a little this summer, but it didn't change much. Obviously, every year we try to do something different, something more, he said. But right now, I'm pretty happy what with what my shape is in. And he does always come into camp in great shape, and that is so important. Because this is a league that is getting younger and faster all the time. So for Ovechkin to keep pace with these younger players... That is what is needed. We can't look forward too much, Ovechkin said. Today we finished our skating test. That's a good thing. Tomorrow is going to be a hard practice, so we'll start from there. 
After playing against Ovechkin for 10 NHL seasons, Kemper is looking forward to playing with him and having a front so front row seat while he chases down Howe and then Gretzky. Ovechkin has four seasons left on his five-year $47.5 million contract he signed last summer. It's going to be so fun to be a part of that and kind of watch history unfold, Kemper said. Kind of just uh, sit aside and watch him do his thing. And that's what Ovechkin is going to do. You know, sometimes you just can't get in the way and you have to let him go out and do what he does best. And that's score goals and to help this Capitals team with their biggest goal is to win the Stanley Cup. It's one thing to lead the league in scoring year after year, but now it's like we're talking real stuff, Carlson said. So on one hand, I'm kind of blind and numb to just how uh, on high he is on the list and how tangible it is. It just seems like during the season that it's one thing after the next. Every day, it's something. For now, though, Ovechkin is putting aside his thoughts about how in the 21 goals he needs to win. Let's wait, he said. I can't score 21 goals in one game. And that's, you know, uh, again, that is taking the focus off of him and about getting what is most important, and that is getting this Washington Capitals to win another Stanley Cup. All right, so after the break here, we're going to continue to talk about the Capitals. We are going to talk about the battle for center. You know, a lot of these uh, veterans on the team think they have it all locked up, but some young rookies would like to prove them wrong. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is the number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more and guys now that the nfl season is going in full swing and the nhl season will start soon bet online is your perfect location to find about all your betting needs so go to bet online where the game starts All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this edition, we are going to talk about the battle for center. You know, like I talked about, you know, everyone is kind of penciled in, and I think a lot of these veterans are sitting back, you know, I'm going to play here and I'm going to play there, but you got the likes of Hendrick Slop here, you got Connor McMichael, you have these young players that are saying, not so fast. I'm going to fight you for your job and I'm going to do it here in camp and I'm going to do it in this preseason and we'll see where everyone is once the dust settles here. So just taking a look at it here um, um, with the battle for, for center and Lars Eller. Lars Eller is another one of the ones, kind of one of the guys on the bubble, penciled in to be third line center. But, uh, you know, he was one of the guys that was kind of already one foot out the door uh, before Nick Backstrom got in, uh, injured. Everyone thought that Lars Eller played his last game as a Washington Capitol. And then injury came. And then Nick Backstrom had that hip, uh, hip resurfacing procedure done. And it kind of totally changed how everything looked. So now it's going to be an interesting battle out there. 
Lars Eller, let me begin with saying this. As I look at the Capitals' expectations and roster, I don't say to myself, that guy's in trouble. A part of me, though, wonders if general manager Brian McClellan would be inclined to move a center if, say, a prospect like Connor McMichael, Alexi Protas, or Hendrik Slapier were to prove he's ready for a top-nine role. I also wonder what happens if Nick Baxter returns from hip surgery sooner, better than expected. If either of those scenarios were to play out, that could make make a guy like Eller expendable. Eller 33 is in the last season of a five-year contract that averages $3.5 million. And that was Tarek Elbashir's assessment on The Athletic. And I do kind of, um, I, I agree with what he's saying there. Like I was talking about earlier, his foot was kind of one foot out the door. Um, it just seemed like the Capitals have enough in-house that they don't necessarily need someone like a Lars Eller. He did play a, you know, a pivotal role on this team for so many years. And if you look back to the the year they won the Stanley Cup, I'm not trying to diminish his role, but you know, like they said, that he is in the last um, year of his contract, and. Um, do they have someone in-house, a Connor McMichael, a Hendricks Lapierre, someone like that, uh, you know, a future pl- a capital that could fill that role better? Um, I guess that remains to be seen. But, um, you know, just as you take a look at uh, how everything is going on this Capitals team, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, uh, wh- what the lineup is going to end up looking like when it is all said and done. Um, and just taking a look at it, this was an article in NBC Sports Washington. They were talking about it. They were saying, you know, with Nick Backstrom and Wilson injured, where are a lot of these players going to play? Those are a couple big pieces, but I feel like some of the parts we picked up this summer can help cover that. Coach Peter Laviolette told reporters Thursday at a training camp when training camp opened, I feel like the growth and development of some of our younger players can help with that. And I feel like the depth that we showed and used last year with some of the players that are trying to compete for a job on our team, we can cover those spots up well. So you don't have to look at guys out of the lineup, but we knew this, this isn't catching us off guard. This is something that's been for months now. And we knew what we were going to face. And, um, you know, that's the one good thing about the Capitals is that they do have that depth in-house. Most of it is in the form of younger players, but players that are familiar to this organization. You look at Alexi Protus and Connor McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre. You know, they're no strangers to this organization and they've been around for quite some time. They're just kind of itching for their opportunity to say, hey, coach, put me in. I'm ready for prime time. And, you know, I think a bit of the reservation comes from last year. In the beginning of the season, um, there was some injury. And because of that injury and COVID protocol, you did see a lot of these younger players inserted into the lineup, the Protus, the Hendricks LaPierre, the Connor McMichael, etc. But the one thing that was notable is that they did get brief uh, patches of scoring, but it wasn't inconsistent or it wasn't consistent and it wasn't sustainable. So that the, that's what the Capitals are ultimately looking for in these younger players is not to have these flashes of greatness, but sustainability. Can you be a great a goal scorer all season long? Or is it something that you can only do for brief periods of time? You know, you take a look at Hendricks Lop here last year. He did, you know, get off to a good start. And he scored the goal there that everyone can remember with T.J. Oshie lifting him off the ground. But is he to the point now where it is a sustained uh, ability to score those kind? You know, he did go out and he bulked up in the offseason. 
and uh, put on that uh, muscle mass. So it's not going to be as easy to push him off the puck. But ultimately, is he still ready for prime time with this Capitals team? Is he going to be able to stand up to the rigors of, a, you know, a hard NHL season? Um, and that are, you know, some of those questions will be able to be answered in camp. And some of them won't. Some of them are going to be, you know, are they just going to be able to, you know, to play? And are they going to be able to, to, to find their way? And as you take a look at some of these players, like I say, you're not always going to have those answers right away. Washington's two biggest offseason additions to their forward depth came in the form of right wing center or right winger Connor Brown, who they acquired from the Ottawa Senators for a second round pick, and Dylan Strome. And those are two of the guys, like I talked about off the top there, that they're kind of penciled in for certain roles, but ultimately where are they going to land when the dust settles? You know, you got to think that someone like a Connor or excuse me, a Connor McMichael um, is going to fight him. A Hendricks LaPierre is going to say, I know I'm a young guy on this team, but I belong here. And uh, that was one of the things that Hendricks talked about is having that swagger. You got to have that confidence when you're out there that I belong here. Because if you go into the mindset of, and you go into camp thinking, you know, I'm only here for a while and then I'm going to get shuffled down to Hershey, then that is, in fact, what's going to happen. But uh, one of the things that I'm going to say is I think that he did step up, but, you know, it's that sustainability. Is he going to be able to, to sustain uh, that push? Um, if he does have more of a big role on this team. All right, so after the break here, we're going to continue to talk about some young Capitals who are fighting for roles, and do they have a spot on this team? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about some of the young players that are fighting for roles on this team. You know, like I talked about earlier, there are some veterans that already kind of can think they can sit back and that they're going to have a spot and they know exactly where they're going to fit in. Well, there are some young guys out there chomping at their heels saying, not so fast. I put in my time and I'm a great player and I'm going to prove why I deserve your job and that you don't. And I think that that is what's happening. You know, they're kind of going about it kind of, you know, they're not going about it the wrong way where they're being arrogant about it. But, you know, you, you listen to someone like Connor McMichael and he's like, yeah, I do. I do want a bigger role on this team. I do want maybe the second line center job. I understand that Dylan Strom was signed for that job, but I might be qualified or more qualified than he is. Because at the end of the day, you could put Stroman on the wing. He, he He's played wing. He's played left wing and right wing. So I think that ultimately you do have that flexibility. And it's not something where you have to kind of have something in place right now. It's a tough thing to replace. Nick Backstrom, Lavulette said, there aren't many of him around. But by committee and by group and by playing a team sport and a team game, you hope to get by all. So I think we're going to count on and rely on a lot of people. And, uh, you know, what he's saying there is that, you know, Nick Backstrom is a guy that's been on this team. He's a leads the team and assists and he, he holds all kinds of records. So to say, you know, a guy like Dylan Strom, who is a bit of a younger guy is going to be able to fill that role is a bit of an ambitious thing to say. He might be able to do that, but we don't know if, you know, in actuality, he will be able to do that. Brown 28 averaged just under 16 goals and 24 assists across three seasons with the Senators ranking among team leaders in ice time and thriving on the penalty kill. Strom 25 scored a career high 22 goals for the Chicago Blackhawks last season, a year in which he improved his face-off percentage and reestablished himself 
as a productive member of the power play. He'll get a look at both center and winger in training camp. And they've already kind of tinkered with different things in the preseason here, but I think that you're going to see more of that as the preseason continues. As you know, the Caps are going to be playing the Flyers on Wednesday night. And as we go along in the preseason, you're going to see more of the veterans um, sprinkle in there. And there's going to be more and more of them. And you're going to see the younger guys even less. The only younger guys that you're going to see out there are the ones that have earned uh, a spot on the ice. Both represent welcome additions for an aging Capitals team that is looking to advance past the first round for the first time since they won the Stanley Cup in 2018. Um, and then they talk about Backstrom and Wilson. Wilson are on a different tier and how hard it is to replace them. We're losing big parts of our team, so I think it's still going to be a challenge. GM Brian McClellan said, I think we've added good players, and I think it's going to make training camp fun to see how guys adapt, how they fit in, see what the combinations are from the coaches. People are going to get be getting an opportunity to play higher in the lineup. Training camp and exhibition games are going to mean a lot. So, you know, when I hear people talk about and they say training camp doesn't really mean anything, don't tell that to some of the young guys on the team. Don't talk about some of the to the some of the fringe players. You know, one of the things that they talked about with Connor Brown and Dylan Strom, you know, and um, Charlie Lindgren is they talked about how they felt like they were kind of almost abandoned by their older teams and, that you know, kind of just pushed to the side. So these guys have a chip on their shoulder and they want to prove to everyone else why they belong here. And I think that, that that chip on their shoulder is going to be a good thing. I think it's going to create more of a competitive environment. And I think you're going to have a hungry a group of players out there. Because I think oftentimes when it's the same players year after year after year, they get complacent and they think that, you know, this is where I am and I'm, you know, I'm this player and I've got to stay here. Well, what was shown to these players was, you know, Strom and uh, Connor Brown in particular. Where you know you take a look at at, at Strom and uh, let's take a look at him. He had a great season, scoring a bunch of goals, and Chicago the Chicago Blackhawks kind of pushed him aside. Same thing goes for Connor Brown. So you know, getting to the point of being an NHL player, I think that you have a certain amount of pride. And when you're kind of just shoved aside, you know, I think to a certain extent that would put a chip on anyone's shoulder. So for them to have that kind of, uh, you know, competitive edge that they're coming into this team with that, you know, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to prove my former team wrong. I'm going to prove the rest of the NHL wrong. Then I think that that is a healthy environment that you're going to get the most um, out of that player on the ice. And I hope that, uh, you know, that is, in fact, what the case is going to be. On the veteran side, the Capitals will lean on players like Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and TJ Oshie to continue playing with, with the stars they've been throughout their careers. They're also hoping Anthony Mantha, who scored in Sunday's preseason opener against the Buffalo Sabres, can realize his full potential. The big body winger missed more than half the season with injury last year and was held without a goal in the playoffs. A player Washington acquired from the, the Detroit Red Wings for a hefty package that included Jacob Vrana and a first round pick, Mantha will see plenty of opportunities to carve out a significant role in the Capitals' top six. He is another guy that is that needs to, to play bigger than he is, like I talked about in uh, yesterday's show. And he's another one that is going to get, you know, I think uh, a different spot in the lineup uh, as we go along in the season because he does have that bigger frame and he's going to have to put it to use. 
because let's face it, when they lost Tom Wilson, they lost a big part of their physical game. They lost a big part of that intimidation factor. So a lot of the players out there are going to have to uh, step, step up. Is it going to be someone like a Beck Malenstein who has a big frame that they could put out there? Yeah, you know, that's possible out there because if they start losing that edge that they had, you know, with Hathaway and Wilson out there, then I think they've lost a lot. They still have Hathaway out there, but they lost a big part in Tom Wilson. You know, he's revered around the league as a tough guy and kind of an intimidator. So you do need that level of intimidation out there. Otherwise, some of these teams that are a bit more aggressive, that are a bit bigger, are going to try to take advantage of that. They're going to they're going to sense your weakness and they're going to capitalize on it. So that's what the Capitals have to do is, you know, in that regard, it's not a lot different. You're going to try different lines out there. You're going to try dif- different defense pairings and see what works. And, you know, even at the end of the preseason, everything that's not set in stone. I mean, things are going to change throughout the season. You're going to get spells out there where there's not a lot of scoring. Are you going to get, you know, uh, different occasions out there where the defense is coughing up the puck and causing and causing a bunch of goals? So just because, you know, you kind of see how the lines are uh, even going out of the preseason doesn't mean that necessarily that is what it's going to be for the duration of the season. So. But it is fun to watch these players that, you know, maybe we're not as familiar with to see, you know, a Zach Fukale, to see a Hunter Shepard, to see, you know, some of these younger players. So it is going to be interesting to see ultimately what shakes out this season. But um, I do think that the Capitals are in a good position to do big things this year, as long as they can stay healthy and as long as they can step up in Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson's absence. All right. So. You know, just to close out the show, that's my biggest thing is that on Wednesday, they really have to to hope um, that they can kind of solidify uh, things a little bit more. I know that there's going to be a bit more veterans out there, and uh, I guess it's going to remain to be seen who they have starting in net, but hope for some bigger things against the Flyers. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. All right, so once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.